0: Welcome back to another episode of The Silent Battle. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. I have an awesome segment for you today. Again, I'm your host, Erica Honeycutt, and today I will be interviewing Kara Jefferson. Kara is from New Iberia, Louisiana, and currently resides in both New Iberia, Louisiana, and Smyrna, Georgia. Kara has a rare autoimmune disease, called Crohn's disease. Today she is going to share her raw and candid story about her living with Crohn's disease and how she manages her symptoms. Also she will give us some tips if she has any on what may help you all out there to live life more easily as we battle our autoimmune diseases. Let's get started. Welcome Cara. Thank you for being part of the silent battle podcast today.
1: Thank you, Erica, for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Cara, can you again tell our listeners the name of your autoimmune disease and share your story with us regarding when this rare autoimmune disease showed up in your life?
1: Sure. So, my autoimmune disease is called Crohn's disease. And I honestly can't pinpoint the exact moment it showed up in my life. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that I actually started having symptoms way before I was diagnosed. Huh.
0: What type of symptoms did you have uh, in the beginning before you were diagnosed with Crohn's disease?
1: So for years, uh, you know, many, many years, I would have abdominal pain, Mm -hmm. but it was intermittent, right? It would come, it would go... It. I would have diarrhea. Sometimes I'd notice just like a little dot of blood, you know, on the toilet paper or something when I wipe. Right. Um, and I was having a little bit of brain fog. But I do remember that every year, for three years, I went to my primary care provider, mm-hmm. told him about my symptoms. And he just told me, oh, it's no big deal. You have a stomach virus. And that was fine until the last episode. So this was over 20 years ago Mm -hmm. when I went in because I had lost 10 pounds in a month.
0: Oh, wow. And at
1: that time, I was a college student.
0: Uh Um,
1: And so he was just like, oh, you just have a stomach virus. You've been around people. You're probably just, you know, and your stress from you being in school is not making it any better. And I remember leaving that office knowing with everything in me, that this was not a stomach virus. Mm-hmm. These were the same symptoms that I've been having for over three years, just magnified. And so what I did was I left, I called my parents, they could sense how upset I was, mm-hmm. and I was like, what do I do? And they were like, I don't know, because right, they had never done anything like they hadn't right. happened before, so... Right. Um, My dad's suggestion was to call the insurance company, so I did. And they gave me a list of like 50 GI docs within a hundred miles of me. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and I went through the list one by one and I called them. And I made an appointment with every last one of them. Like, so I'd call somebody, they'd give me an appointment. I'd call the next person, they gave me a sooner appointment. So then I'd call the other person and cancel because I I knew that I needed to be seen sooner rather than later
0: I'm so glad that you didn't just take what that first doctor said to you um, and that you um, you know that you continue to try to figure out what was going on with you because that's a lot of um, I feel like that's a lot of you know people's mistake is that they just take what the first doctor or first, they, they if they're not satisfied if they feel like there's something that is not right with what the first it, 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 when they go to the doctor and they if the doctor just kind of you know kind of if, they, if they're not satisfied with what they they've been told they just they don't Continue to just advocate for themselves and and you have to because you're your you know, you're your number one advocate, you know
1: Yes, I completely agree And I think the other thing is that you know when this all happened I was 20 years old Mm -hmm. my actual I was getting a degree in biology In hopes to apply to medical school So I had already done research on medical school doctors that kind of thing and I just knew That this is not right for so many reasons and so I happened to find somebody who was able to see me within two days and he listened to my story and said okay well we will get you scheduled for a colonoscopy and so two days later I had a colonoscopy and I didn't know that when I woke up you know groggy
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I j- I knew something was wrong because I could tell on my parents' face, but I couldn't remember the whole conversation. I just remember later on, after I went home, woke up from a nap, and I asked them, they were like, yeah, he said that you have one of the most advanced cases of Crohn's disease he's ever seen, oh, wow. and he's not sure why you weren't referred to a gastroenterologist sooner.
0: Wow. And you never would have known this unless you had kept, you know, pushing to find out what exactly is going on.
1: Correct. I had to push and push and push. And the bad part was at the time that he diagnosed me, he was really quick to put me on prednisone and other medications to try to decrease the inflammation of my colon. Mm -hmm. But after being on meds for four to six weeks Mm -hmm. I ended up with a major GI bleed like immediately and then the trajectory from there just went downhill
0: oh gosh well now that you know you have Crohn's disease how do you manage your symptoms
1: so, it's, it's interesting, and I guess in order for me to answer that, I have to give you a little bit of background. Okay. So, I did go on because I'm very determined, and I am strong in my faith. So, you have me, who has sheer determination plus faith, and so the combination made me never give up. So, I completed my biology degree. I did not go to medical school as they wanted me to because they were like, the stress from medical school is only going to make your Crohn's disease worse and it's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. But instead, I did something just as bad. I went to nursing school. (laughs) I became a registered nurse, then went on to nurse practitioner school. And so the combination of that still gave me insight into medicine. Right. So I did everything that they told me. I took the prednisone, I took the steroids, I took my oral medications, they stopped working. Eventually, I had to have a hemicolectomy, which means that I removed part of my large intestines. Mm -hmm. Took some, then they put me on uh, the biologics, you know, the immunosuppressant drugs? Yes. They would last for a couple years. I only ever worked for a couple years for me, and then, I'd have another, I'd relapse, and my Crohn's disease was in full flare again, oh,
0: wow. and
1: it was really tough, but I persevered, and I had, well, surgery after surgery, so then I had like resection, small bowel resection, another small bowel resection, a small bowel resection, and a stricture because my Crohn's disease forms strictures, and so for people who don't know, imagine your intestines is like a water hose, right? Right. And so we want the water to be able to go fully through the water hose so that you can get the kind of pressure that you need on the other side. Exactly. Well, in my Crohn's disease, the inflammation would cause, the inflammation was so severe that the area that the water would actually be able to pass through became the size of a straw or smaller.
0: Because that's how much
1: inflammation I had. So nothing was getting through. I started having bowel obstructions, so that just led to, you know, all the surgeries, all the bowel obstructions led to more problems, till eventually my abdomen perforated, so I perforated my bowel twice
0: oh. Oh, and You've been through after so much. the last
1: surgery he was like well, we really you know, I don't know what to do because you don't have that much good bowel left we'll just keep this up, and I'm like, no I've had enough I and so, what that. I Pardon?
0: I said, I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, I was, I was fed up and I knew that this was not the right thing. So that's when I started seeking alternative ways to kind of help with my Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. I did a, a manipulative physical therapy where they tried to break apart my adhesions and that helped me a whole bunch than actually having another bowel surgery. And then my mom, who was a yoga instructor and an energy healer, she started working on me, trying to get me into all of these things using essential oils. So I combined that. All the while, I was still on my, immunosuppressant you know, medications, mm-hmm. and then I started to get better. I also went gluten-free, which I think was one of the most instrumental things in managing my symptoms. And all of that led me to functional medicine and a functional medicine practitioner. And that's when I really, really started to get better.
0: Oh, wow. So how are you today,
1: handling the Crohn's disease? Today I'm actually doing fabulous. That's Um, wonderful. I actually feel better than I've felt in a long time. So I think I feel better now than I felt when I was 20 which is hard to imagine because, you know, it's over 20 years later. Mm-hmm. But my Crohn's disease is in remission.
0: That's I, wonderful. That's great.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I follow a pretty strict diet, my, some people would say. But for me, it's not strict at all because it's me nourishing my body with the foods that I know keep it healthy instead of foods that I used to like. And they used to tell me was okay because nobody ever really talked to me about the importance of diet mm-hmm. and how it can contribute or worsen your autoimmune disease.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes. I I mean, I completely um, agree because, you know, with my auto, uh, autoimmune disease, um, you know, there's certain foods, if I eat them, especially a lot of fatty foods, um, I seem to get my my lung disease seems to flare you know more when I you know when I don't eat the right foods or when I don't eat healthy so I completely agree with you about that
1: right and so I think the other thing was learning that you know food is really important but also that I suffered because really it was I really suffered for almost 20 years because nobody ever took the time to figure out well what is causing your Crohn's disease it was always let's just try this medication and then if that doesn't work let's try this medication and it was always about controlling the symptoms instead of actually getting to the root of the why. cause yes. yes and that's what functional medicine does and that's what actually led me from Go, you know, being in my traditional emergency medicine, urgent care, nurse practitioner practice into the functional health world. Because I want to help people get better. I want to help people like me and like you realize that you don't have to suffer.
0: That's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, now, with your Crohn's disease being in remission, um, do you have to make any adjustments to your? daily routine because of your Crohn's disease um or does it affect you at any in any way physically at all now or it doesn't so
1: so now it doesn't but before it did so before i remember there were days sometimes weeks where i just didn't want to get out of the bed right because Mm. i was so weak and i was too tired to walk um i also had really achy joints For me, it was my ankles and my knees that, you know, just standing up, Mm -hmm. it hurt. It it just hurt all the time. Um, But those were my, those were my major, major things. Um,
0: How did it? No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: As far as the routine, I think it was really difficult for me too because. By the time I was diagnosed, when I was diagnosed, I Mm -hmm. had a son. So he's very young. He was like an infant. And I couldn't be the person that he needed me to be, right? Right. I couldn't do all of those things, even as he was growing up. So my parents were my greatest support system because he needed people who would be able to go to his elementary school activities because I couldn't. I was lying in the bed or I was recovering from major surgery year after year after year and so it impacted my life physically in those ways but I think the biggest impact was emotional and mental because the people who I was friends with they weren't there anymore because you know when people are in their early 20s they want to have fun right I couldn't have fun I couldn't go to a restaurant and eat with people because I needed to be near the bathroom, right? Right. I also knew that I didn't want to eat because it made my belly hurt. And so it just impacted me in those ways. I became severely depressed. And so I even had to see a counselor for all of this. And um. I'm not afraid to admit it. At the time, I remember being ashamed that I had to go to counseling because... I was having all of these problems, mm-hmm. but I realize now that mental health, emotional health is all tied to gut health. So if your gut is not healthy, you can't feel great mentally, emotionally, and all those other ways.
0: Well, and that's actually my next question, or that was going to be my next question for you is how did it affect you, you know, mentally? because you know um your mental health is just just as important as your physical health and you know so I can imagine you know not only did it affect you you know physically but how it made you feel you know mentally you know uh, having to deal with such a you know a terrible disease like Crohn's
1: yeah it was It was awful. I I remember, like, I would sometimes cry myself to sleep at night, and, you know, I remember my parents telling me how, like, it seemed like I was withdrawn, and I know that they tried their best, right? They always wanted to give me all the, the best care that I could get, Right. but at the same time, nobody could really understand what I was feeling, because none of them had been through it. So they could try to be empathetic, but sometimes it came off as sympathetic or pity. And not just my parents, but like other people in my family or other people who knew what was going on with me. And so all of that just started to really get in my head. Right. There was the other aspect where somebody in my life who I was close to told me that, you know, all of the scars that I had from my surgeries made my body ugly. Oh. And I had, was already suffering from body dysmorphia, from being in the hospital for extended periods of time, getting out. I weighed, one, at one point I weighed 60 pounds. Oh wow. And when I started to gain weight, I felt fat. And so when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see the person that everybody else saw. I saw this person who was getting big because of being on the steroids at a very rapid pace, and so all of that mental, all of that stuff just messed with me mentally, and it was not a good place. But eventually, I dug myself out of that with therapy um, so that I could feel normal, because I knew that, you know, if I continued down that other road, that that would also lead to me having right. some kind of eating disorder, which I did not need.
0: Right. And because, you know, too, um, your mental health, when you're in a, a dark place with your mental health, it also affects, you know, you you physically. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so, it's, you know, it's so important for, for us to keep our mental health intact, um, you know, so... I'm really glad that you sought out a therapist to help you um, get through that time, that, that time in your life, you know?
1: Yes, I think that therapy was one of the things that helped. And yes, she also made me realize how important mindset was. And yes. so I still have this card with affirmations. That I would say, you know, when I was feeling down, and some days it worked, some days, you know, I was young, I didn't want to do all the things that was recommended, um, but I realized the importance of them now, and how just changing my mindset, or being grateful for a little thing, like, you know what, today I woke up, and I actually didn't vomit after I ate this meal, you know, so I'm right. grateful that I did not vomit. I'm grateful that I'm not having diarrhea today, and that helped me to start to
0: change. Change your mindset. My yes. mindset. Yes. And I'm really glad too that it seems like you've you had not only a good counselor but a good support system with your with your parents, your family, um, being there for you because you know your support system when facing any illness, especially a chronic illness, is, is so important.
1: Yes, it is. It is critically important. You need some kind of support.
0: Yes. Um, what do you think is most important for our listeners that are battling their autoimmune diseases to know? I
1: think it's important to, for people to know that you may go to... Your traditional provider and they will tell you that you will be on these medications for the rest of your life and that your autoimmune disease is not curable right so they right. don't like to say that there's a cure but remission is possible and you really need to go and find like I didn't know functional medicine was a thing I didn't know integrative medicine was a thing right but there are so many providers out there like me um, who have been through stuff and completely changed their way of thinking you just have to find them because chances are there is something that triggered your autoimmune disease we just need to work backwards to figure out what that is mm-hmm. and. You do not have to suffer. You can start to feel better. So don't ever give up when you're such. Fight for yourself. If somebody tells you your labs look normal or they're always going to look like this, don't accept that. No. You deserve better.
0: Exactly. And do you have anything else to share or, or add to today's segment?
1: I just want people to know that gut health matters, so whether you're suffering from something like Crohn's disease, or even an autoimmune lung disease, or whatever the case may be, the majority of illnesses begin in the gut, so if you can find somebody who truly can help you heal your gut first, your mental health will get better, your, you know, you may be able to have improved physical health, whatever it is. Wellness is whatever you think of it is. That's what I tell my patients and my clients right now, mm-hmm. and I want you to know the same thing. It's one simple step. You just kind of have to be able to take that step. So if anybody is interested in you know, learning more about functional health or anything like that, please feel free to contact me. I have a website, um, kajwellness.com. Or they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok.
0: Okay. And you said kajwellness.com? Dot, dot
1: yes, that's my website. My kajwellness.com. Kajwellness.com. Okay. My Instagram is Kara J. And my TikTok is Kara J underscore wellness. And then on Facebook, I'm just Kara A. Jefferson.
0: I will definitely be checking it out, Cara. And, again, I appreciate you so much for coming on here today with me and allowing me to interview you. It's been wonderful talking to you. I've I've learned so much, and I know this interview really educated and helped a lot of listeners out there.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on here with you.
0: And for all of you, you know, remember, if you out there have any questions or comments, please email me at thesilentbattle2022 at gmail.com. And always remember, life is tough, but so are you. Everyone, have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much again, Cara, for coming on here today.
1: Thank you.